when you saw those people in your classes almost not forced you but like there's a greater chance of you being friends with them and so i think when you do that in college especially for freshmen and sophomores right now it will really make you feel a lot more comfortable when you find friends welcome to unlocking college life real talk about all things college the best part of this podcast is that your voice is part of the show other students care what you have to say So, through your questions, your feedback, and your real talk, we all grow together. Let's dive in with your hosts, Joy and Alona. Welcome back to Unlocking College Life. Today, we are joined by two incredible students to talk a little bit more about some of the topics that we've brought up in our previous episodes, specifically just the transition back to campus and connection and asking for help. So I'm going to let our students introduce themselves real quick. Naomi? Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm a sophomore at the University of Michigan Dearborn, and I'm here to talk about my Unseen United project and just mental health in general. Hi, everyone. I am Sanil. I'm a freshman at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. Wonderful. So Naomi, we thought we would start with you this morning with your project, very relevant to connecting on college campuses, help seeking. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your project? Yes. Yeah, so last year during the height of the coronavirus, I got the Navid Iqbal Award, which was a $2,000 grant to fund my project. And basically the premise is students who feel they have a unique story with mental health will share it in any art form they choose. And it gets placed on the University of Michigan Depression Center website. And it's targeted towards high school and college students. What made you think about this? Tell us a little bit about your background and what really sparked this idea for you. Yeah, so I myself am a minority student because I'm half Mexican and half white. And so a lot of mental health topics I feel brush over minority students and so I wanted to bring light into that niche and so I really focused on students who felt like they had something that they could bring to the table that they felt like wasn't in the media or wasn't in the discussion around mental health. Mm -hmm. What is your ultimate goal or hope? How far do you want to take this? So I think because everyone has access to some form of art my ultimate goal is for everyone to find a way to cope with mental health in a way that's accessible for them. And as of right now, I have yet to figure out what I'm doing to move forward with it. So if anyone listening to this has any ideas, please let me know. But I think I would love to see it branch out more to in-person things because last year it was mainly all online because of COVID. So that's my ultimate goal right now. Mm -hmm. And when you say in person, do you have some ideas how that could materialize? Yeah, so like over Zoom, it was really difficult to like everyone come together and work on their art. It's a little bit awkward over Zoom to like everyone paint together or do whatever their art is. And so if it was in person, it would be a lot more easy to facilitate different stations around the venue you're at to work on art together. And I think when it's in person, it's a lot more real and a lot more personal versus it being online. Yeah. And I think this really relates to a what we've been talking about on the show, but also what we know, which is that in some ways, the pandemic 
it was really shining a brighter light on some of the mental health stuff that was coming up, right? Because we know that the pandemic sort of exacerbated a lot of the mental health concerns of college students. And then what I also am hearing you say, too, is that for underrepresented students, sometimes the resources, there's like a twofold thing. And I'd be curious what both of you have to say on this. Sometimes it feels like the resources aren't as relevant and or there's additional barriers to seeking help too, right? And so I wonder for both of you how you navigate that, but also what your sort of advice might be for other students who are sort of listening going, oh, I don't know how to talk about this stuff. I think like for me, I don't really have a solid answer other than finding something you know you yourself can do. So that might be writing how you feel out because there, in some sense, we all have access to a coping strategy. And it really is frustrating to talk about the divide in minority communities and how mental health is discussed. And so if you can find a way to bring your best foot forward and find ways where you can change it, I would say that's one of the best ways to deal with that. I feel that are a lot of opportunities and resources available for you to use. You just have to probably seek them out. And usually they are very accessible if you are able to find them. And mm-hmm. they're very open and very trustable to use. Some students don't necessarily always know where to begin and what all is really available out there. Do you have thoughts on how to go about that? I guess the best option for students, those who do not know what resources are available for them, is to probably contact their academic advisor, which they're assigned at the beginning of their uh, freshman year, and ask them that I am facing this difficulty, how do you think I should go about it? They can probably contact any professor which they feel that they've connected over, either booking a separate appointment or going to office hours or just simply like stopping by to chat after the class. Some professors do allow that. Sometimes even just plain Googling on the net that like I am a student of this university and uh, what resources do they have related to this area? And you get information regarding that as well. Mm-hmm. And Naomi, you're shaking your head. Do you relate to that? I do. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that too. That's a good point. Like at least at U of M, I don't know about Ann Arbor's campus, but at Dearborn, there's peer mentors who basically help educate other peers on campus about mental health resources. But when I say that, a lot of people on campus like don't know what that is. And so if you go to like the university website and find their mental health resources, there's a lot that is listed there that students might not even know about. So that was a really good point. I also want to just name, because I know there's probably students who are listening that, and I'm curious how you'd both react to this, which is that everything you both are saying is totally true. And then we also hear from students that even taking that first step is really hard. And that in some cases, depending on who they ask, they actually don't always get the best response. And or sort of to your point, Naomi, like, what we try to really advocate for and what other students have advocated for is students get to choose who they want to talk to about this stuff, right? It might be that they're referred somewhere and they say either that office may not share identities that I wish they did, or maybe this isn't the office that feels right to me. And so I'm just curious what you would say to students who are sort of, ugh, I haven't had good experience with this so far. At my campus, mental health resources might look a lot different from other people's campuses. And that's unfortunate, but 
I think really, if you had a bad experience with your school's mental health resources, I would try to find another, maybe like a peer-led club that deals with mental health if the faculty wasn't really good, because there are a lot of those on campus as well that are not affiliated with your school's mental health center. So that's a good way to like connect with people you would feel a lot more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So seeking also sometimes student organizations that maybe share your identities. And I think remembering that not everyone necessarily thinks of mental health as the counseling center, right? That this may be actually your clergy or your mentor. So there are really different points of access and folks definitely feel comfortable connecting with that differently. Sunil, I know you're a new student, and so you're navigating this in real time, where Naomi's had a little bit more time. I wonder what you've heard, both of you, actually. What do you hear are sort of like the pressing issues that students are maybe struggling with right now in this time? Since I'm a freshman, I have a lot of friends who are freshmen, and even new sophomores, because they were doing online the first year, and they are also transitioning to a campus experience for the first time. And for them as well, it is basically that they are freshmen because even they are learning how to navigate college and how to balance everything because definitely online is not the same as in person. So all of them, they do feel the time management is a big issue for them as in because all of them we want to go out and have fun, but we also want to study for the test in clubs and extracurricular activities. So it's just about finding a balance between all three and also sleep because you cannot neglect sleep like many students do in the beginning. And my, I myself did, but I found that it is very helpful to get a good night's sleep. When you said that, I'm laughing because there's actually a triangle. I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but it's actually you've seen that where it's like academic success sleep and the other one's social life and the thing is you got to pick two we don't believe that though i think you really can pick three but you're right it's like time management and we've talked about this it's about priorities and when all of those things are important it is hard it's hard to strike that balance at the end of the day the day still has only 24 hours so how do you divide that so that it's working out effectively for you Naomi, what are you hearing in your spaces about what our current struggles for students I think Dearborn's campus, we have a big concern right now of out of the three U of M campuses, there's a big population of depressed students. And we found that through the survey that students take at some point in the year, and it goes out to everyone's email. And it basically compares Flint, Ann Arbor's, and Dearborn's campus. And so Dearborn, to unproportional level to the other two, have a lot more depressed students. So as a peer mentor on campus, that's what we're most concerned about right now is just figuring out why that's the reason and really targeting that in all of our campaigns that we do. And then just in general, a lot of transitioning back to in-person classes. It's definitely very tricky because we've all been online and just trying to figure out how do we go back to being in person. We talked about this a little bit that think there was almost a suspicion that it would feel really good right away to be back. That the undergrad population in particular was like, okay, being in person is going to solve it. Like not really, but kind of. And that there's been this sort of unveiling of that for everyone, it's still 
uncomfortable on some levels and that reintegrating is like layered with everything that we've all been through. And so, so Neil, I know even as a freshman, that may be true too. You talked about the difference of Zoom and being in person, but even I think we want to bring it back to even just connecting with others, going beyond mental health, but like making friends, connection was something that was stressed. How is that feeling now? So from the beginning, making friends, I think the best tip I can give about making friends is that if you're moving on a college dorm, for the first, you keep your door open besides when you're sleeping so that whenever everyone is walking in, because when everyone is moving in, you can meet people that way and you never know who your best friend turns out to be. And also just put yourself out, join a few clubs, which you do not even, you probably have an interest in, but never thought of joining before. Because at least in Ann Arbor, we have a lot of clubs. We have over a thousand clubs. So you can definitely find a club which suits you. And you find a big community through that. When you see familiar faces, you tend to make connections. You tend to make friends. You tend to meet even outside club hours. So that is a big help. And you can also seek out smaller groups of communities within the college itself as well. Like I am part of the LSA Honors College. So they hold a lot of different events which are separate from the other university sponsored events. And since it is a smaller knit community, you see the same faces over and over again. And with familiarity, you start to make connections and friends that way as well. I think that's helpful. And also circling back to what Naomi was saying, I will be really interested to see results of your surveys and sort of the work that you're doing on these three different campuses and sort of how the data compares. But we know when we look at depression, some of the layers, and of course, there are many to this, like mood disorders, the brain, is there PTSD? What is the history? All of these things. But what we also look at is meaning in life and relationships. So also circling back to are those two factors playing any part in that or barriers to seeking help? I will be really, really interested to hear how this initiative goes and how we get more data. What are you noticing, Naomi, about just connection, making friends, people feeling comfortable, that kind of thing? I like what Sunil said about like finding a small community on your campus and really going to that over and over again. Because I think like when you start to see the same people again and again, it almost creates an environment like high school where when you saw those people in your classes, it like almost not forced you, but like there's a greater chance of you being friends with them. And so I think like when you do that in college, especially for freshmen and sophomores right now, it will really make you feel a lot more comfortable when you find friends. And also just like joining a community that you're interested in, because if you join a club that like, oh, this would look good for grad school or something, and then you start making friends in that, you might make you friends, but it would be with a topic that you're not as interested in. So it wouldn't feel as good as like genuine connections that you could be making. That's a great point. I think I've brought up before that I once had a student who was the president of an organization that she hated (laughs) because of just that reason. And you realize how someone gets there because they are trying to build their resume, but then it's sort of like the purpose piece, the meaning and purpose piece fell apart. I appreciate you saying, how could you find communities to connect with versus just organizations. I know some students just have like an aversion sometimes to saying like, join a club, join a student org, because some students are like, I don't want to do that. But you're right in that there's also lots of other 
groups of students and communities, and maybe it's through a job, maybe it's through a research group. There's lots of different areas for folks to meet people. And we've talked about sort of like demystifying this idea or this story that's told about like, you're gonna find your best friends in college and that it almost like creates a pressure or like a story about like, oh yeah, it's so easy. And also trying to sort of say exactly what you both are saying in these tips is that, no, it actually does take effort on some level. Like even just leaving the door open, I love it. It's like so simple. But it does allow for that connection that you don't have to plan it. Someone might just walk by. And so I don't know if you have any other ideas about just like, how do you meet people and connect without it feeling like an expectation? I would say another thing is, if you're a commuter student, because there's a lot at my campus, I would also make sure you hang on to those friendships you have back home and just check in on your friends outside of your campus, because I think those people are going to really help you transition into making new friends and just help you remember that you have friends. It's just that at your campus right now, because you're not around people physically, it might feel like you are alone, but that doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you're transitioning into a new place in a new environment. I would say that if without pressuring yourself into making friendships lifelong and best friends, What you can do is like many of the people on campus, they have smaller groups like such as on Discord, on Instagram, on Snapchat, their class groups or small community groups. You can probably reach out there, communication and conversations. And from there, because people tend to feel more comfortable texting over the internet nowadays than face to face. And that might feel for you as lesser stress option to make friends. Mm -hmm. It could be a nice first step. And if I circle back even to what you were saying about the open door in a dorm, also remembering that many students are in the same boat. They may have the same experience, sometimes waiting for someone to enter, but also maybe sometimes being the person who knocks on somebody else's door and sort of checks in there immediately right here, as well as the friends at home, like Naomi was saying. That's a good point, too. I was thinking about that the other day where I'm expecting people to come up to me and like start a conversation and be my friend. But I don't do that a lot of the times, too. So that's a good point. Just like you putting yourself out there to make friends as well. On one of our previous episodes, we talked about like the reciprocity of relationships, which doesn't have to be exactly symmetrical, but it does require on some level someone reaching out at some point. And we can even think about that in the past. Like, I think we've all had those friends that are the ones that are the initiators. There's some people that are just more wired that way. And so what are even little things we can do, especially if we are feeling disconnected or more lonely? I think you both have provided really sort of like great suggestions that don't take a lot of effort, but it's a reminder that we can be on the receiving end of those. And then we can also sometimes be the one that's like, I don't really feel like opening my door right now, but I'm going to for like a couple hours just because I know literally opens the door to like some possibilities. Maybe we can end on this last point, which maybe ties it all together, which is that some students out there do feel kind of alone in how they feel or how their experience at college can feel. And I think what we're talking about today really relates to this idea that college can be so 
incredible. It can be this time in your life where you're opened up to all these new possibilities. And then so it can be kind of extra hard if students are feeling they don't belong, which is huge. Belonging is such an important feeling in college, or that what they feel is not what other people are feeling. And so I wonder if either one of you has had experience where you've sort of said something vulnerable, where the impact has even been that someone else is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I feel that way too. I think like last year when I was working on my project and we were doing a Zoom session, one of the themes we were talking about, it was sort of like a peer support group. So everyone was going around just sharing their stories. And I was just talking about in that group how I was really anxious to go back to campus because people would have to see me physically and I'm used to people just seeing my face. I guess that was very vulnerable for me because it was a topic very difficult to talk about. And a lot of people in the group just started sharing that, wow, like they felt that same way too. And it definitely made me feel better. And I would say like if someone does feel very alone in what they're feeling, you don't have to share how you feel with other people if you're uncomfortable to do that. But if you go to like peer support groups in your campus and then you start to listen to the stories other people share, it will definitely help you feel like I'm not the only one who's struggling right now. So that would be another tip is to go to like a peer support group. That's a great point. Because as you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, that had an impact both ways. You felt less alone in saying it because you were like, okay, other people were like, oh, yeah, me too. But those people also probably were like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. But I also appreciate what you're saying about that. You don't always have to be that person. Sunil, anything come up for you about that? So I haven't had a, uh, personally had an experience where I've had to share something very difficult. But what I would say is that you bond over homework. Three of you are trying to figure out one math problem that is like, that seems simple, but is not actually simple. And like the three of you are like brainstorming together, shooting ideas off of each other, and then thinking at the same time that math is hard. So those kind of sessions do help. So I would say that whenever you're trying to do homework, try to get a few classmates together and then do homework. That makes it much more enjoyable and you bond over homework. I'm sure you don't feel as alone and all kinds of information can come from that because one, as you all were saying, you have more time with these people and you might learn about them. How do they show up for this homework? What do they struggle with? Who is more patient? Who isn't? It can be sort of an indirect way to really bond and learn about folks and you get your homework done. So we hope you have really benefited from hearing these student voices and please go to our Instagram and you can ask questions of our students today as well. And we just want to make sure that we thank both of our guests today and we will keep talking about connecting on college campuses. We very much appreciate you being here and I am looking forward to hearing from other students what has worked, what hasn't worked. And I love this theme of opening doors. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us on your favorite pod platform. Share with your friends if this is making you think about and participate in college differently. We want to hear from you. Connect with us on Instagram and let us know how it's going. This podcast is not professional advice or replacement for therapy. If you need professional advice, you should find it with professionals in your area, such as your primary care physician or therapist.